0: Welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you, living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. And my intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. Lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. But what you choose to do with that information is always your choice. And what works for one may not work for all. In our previous episode, we talked with disability attorney extraordinaire, Jamie Hall, about the disability process. I hope hearing from him helped everyone better understand the process and rest assured knowing Jamie is there for us all if and when we need him. I've already heard from several listeners that they are reaching out for his assistance. Don't be shy. He is truly there for us all. Today, I'd like to highlight another helpful person for our MS community. Today, we'll be chatting with a skilled health coach that focuses on healing from chronic physical, mental, and emotional conditions. We've talked about neuroplasticity in several misunderstood episodes before, so from that and your other resources, you might already know just how powerful neuroplasticity strategies can be for healing. If not, you're in for a real treat. Our guest, Jenny Peterson, will share her own personal journey to wellness, as well as the program she's since developed to pay it forward and help others in a similar way. Jenny believes our bodies and mind work together to better help us heal. And while I haven't personally worked with Jenny, I likewise believe that mindset is one of the most powerful roads to healing. It certainly has been for me and is one of the most important avenues of my ongoing healing since our thoughts every single day either support or hinder our ability to heal and live well with MS. Before we emerge ourselves into today's topic, it's important for me to express my gratitude per usual. As regular listeners will recall, this month I have officially put myself on pause after my second annual February Clear. I'm toying with different routines this month to see what will work for me best moving forward. I'm taking with me only things that serve the me I am now and the me I am working towards being in the future. And when I met with my trusted therapist, Dr. Morey, earlier this month and shared with him my intentional pause and all that is involved, he suggested I read more about our animal friend, the sloth, since an article had recently come across his desk that our session made him think about in a different way. As a lifelong learn-it-all, I eagerly set out to see what I could glean about the sloth. And it did not disappoint. And therefore, my gratitude this episode is for the sloth. From Wikipedia, we learn that sloths are mammals that live in the tropical rainforests of Central and South America. Their closest animal relative is the anteater. Sloths are named because of their very low metabolism and slow, deliberate movements, since sloth literally means laziness. However, when we learn more about the sloth, we learn they aren't lazy at all. Their slow speed has a dual purpose. First, it allows them to survive on a very low-energy diet of leaves. And second, it also helps them avoid detection by predators like hawks and big cats. When we dive deeper into the interwebs and learn more about the sloth, we find relevant lessons for us all, and I'd like to share a few of those today. What first comes to mind is the sloth's speed and his deliberate slowness. As I've deliberately slowed my pace this month, I have noticed so much more beauty and ease around me. I feel better. I can breathe more deeply. So first and foremost, the sloth reminds us to take our time, look around, be deliberate, and enjoy the moment. In our culture of busy, it's important to push pause every so often and take a good long look around us and inside us to ensure that how we are choosing to live and think is aligned with how we want to be. Stress, as we know, is detrimental to our health, and in fact, the biggest driver, most believe, of our MS progression. Sloths sleep 9 to 10 hours a night, and until a few years ago, that was something I thought I could never achieve. At that point, I didn't even know that was the suggested amount when trying to heal. Slowly, over time, we've adjusted our sleep schedule and now go to bed at 10 every night. While I typically don't fall asleep until around 11, I sleep deeply thanks to cannabis edibles, comfy sheets and PJs, and my weighted blanket. And what I'm noticing this month, as I focus on my core routines, is that I'm sleeping deeper than ever and waking up before my alarm in the morning. Spending more leisurely time outdoors during the day has me feeling very connected to nature, And a part of that is the natural patterns of day and night. When night comes, I'm now ready to sleep and ready to rise with the rising sun. The sloth reminds us that even when we face stress, it's important to sleep. The sloth rests even with predators searching for it at night because he understands the true power of deep restorative sleep. Most sloths spend around 60% of their time resting, either asleep or in a waking, meditative state. Who knew sloths were experts at meditation? The sloth also reminds us of the benefits of a plant-based diet. The sloth eats mostly leaves, which provides them with 150-160 to calories a day, with the rare indulgence of a hibiscus flower which they truly savor by typically eating just one petal at a time for maximum enjoyment. And as listeners know, esteemed Dr. Susan Peyrovi highly recommends plant-based foods for those of us with MS and suggests that at least 80% of our diet be plant-based so that we can reap the many benefits, including increased energy, lots of nutrients, vitamins, and minerals, and lowered risks of disease and toxicity. Since I've been intentionally even more deliberate with all of my health goals during my pause, I've adhered to my food plan consistently and I'm feeling good. The connection between healthy food and mood is unparalleled, at least for me. And I'm trying to savor my food, eat slowly, and enjoy all the flavors, scents, and textures of the food I eat, like how the sloth does with his favorite treat of hibiscus flowers. Another lesson we can learn from sloths is that they know and rely upon their strengths. Sloths have long claws and strong front legs, making them quite skilled at hanging in and moving amongst the trees. And they're really good swimmers, too. Their back legs, however, are quite weak in comparison. So sloths are actually quite vulnerable to predators when they are on the ground. Did you know that sloths actually only leave the safety of the trees once a week to use the restroom? Most of the time, they rely on their strengths and remain in their safe space, in the trees where they do just about everything, eat, sleep, mate, and even give birth. And when they want to move to a different tree, the sloth will most often intentionally fall from branches into the water where they can more efficiently swim to a new tree. In fact, sloths take advantage of the fact that their diet produces a lot of excess gas, and this gas helps the sloth maintain its buoyancy while swimming. Utilizing this special ability of the sloth helps him explore and discover new places safely. While I'm a personal Mm -hmm. fan of taking risks to learn new things, I've really tried to lean into my strengths as a planner and observer this month and honor the sloth by being slow and deliberate with what I'm keeping on my calendar and doing each day as my core care routines. Leaning into that strength has yielded much growth and satisfaction. If you're not sure of your strengths, there's no shortage of strengths finder assessments available online. I'll post at least one for our Patreon listeners. Once we know our unique strengths and learn to fully utilize and capitalize upon them, we can be unstoppable. Speaking of planning, sloths are also very careful planners. They move slowly in the treetops, taking great care to map out their path testing each branch carefully to ensure it will hold their weight and will be worth the effort to move in that direction. So too can we carefully analyze before making decisions so that we can maximize our energy, effort, time, and ultimately our happiness. In a similar way, sloths value seeing things from a different perspective and often hang upside down to gain a better vantage point or simply just to relax and enjoy the view. Sloths are very skilled at living in the moment, enjoying life, and being chill. Sloths are typically rather quiet animals, and yet when they sense danger, they are not at all shy about voicing their concerns through loud squeaks and squeals. We can all learn from the sloth to speak our minds immediately and without reserve especially when sensing some sort of danger or boundary violation. With MS, it's important that we share openly with our doctors and other care providers what we are experiencing, and that we speak up when their suggested path doesn't jive with where we want to go. The sloth doesn't remain quiet when threatened, and neither should we. Most of all, the sloth reminds us to move at our own pace without judgment sloths might take an entire day to travel 125 feet and in fact live most of their lives in an area about as big as five football fields sloths aren't always slow they can speed up for example when in danger but they are experts at energy conservation and honoring their need to traverse the treetops slowly and with intention the sloths have truly mastered the ability to be mellow and live with intention. I enjoyed learning more about the sloth and how he flourishes by utilizing his strengths. I'm inspired to be more sloth-like. After all, I do live in San Luis Obispo County, affectionately referred to by locals as Slow County, because life really is a little bit slower here, and we like it like that. The slowness brings everything into focus and as I utilize the pause to hone my new proposed core routines and get closer to setting them into stone, I feel better and better. So thank you, Sloth, for reminding us that it's all about the journey and that there is real beauty in slowing down and pushing pause. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Jenny Peterson, creator of the Mind Body Rewire program. Take a listen in on our conversation. <laughs> so welcome, Jenny. Thank right, you right. so much for being here today.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to be here as well. I'm super excited to have this conversation, be able to talk about what I do and be a resource uh, or just even shed a little bit of a different light that maybe um, the listeners haven't heard about at all, so
0: perfect, perfect. Let's go ahead and dive right in with having you share a bit about your journey that led you to what you're doing now.
1: Oh, sure, definitely. I mean, obviously, kind of all of us that have stories, it can get really, really long. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it condensed, but also not condense it enough to where I keep out the details that are important, right? So um, I do want to mention that you know, really, my healing journey started when I was a teenager. I'm now. Going to be forty, you know, and so I had health issues when I was a teenager. Um, didn't obviously know what I know now. My mother, you know, didn't know that and had some trauma, like physical trauma, uh, to where I ended up having to have surgery when I was in teenager years. And after that surgery, I was led to holistic remedies. Um, because after surgery, I wasn't able to eat well. I was having digestive issues. I had surgery on my pancreas when I was younger. So it was a pretty severe surgery, but they basically just went out and said, go out and eat steak. And I didn't eat for like six months. So it led us to, okay, there's gotta be something out there to help, you know, the situation brought us to um, holistic remedies. And those remedies helped me. They helped me at that time to feel better. And once I did those remedies, um, I was so intrigued with, wow, you know, all these natural things that we can do to help ourselves. I wanna help other people. So um, at the ripe age of 20 years old, I went to school uh, to study holistic medicine and and then I opened um, a health and wellness center and I had that for 10 years. So I was working with people every single day Uh, basically sold supplements, that was my job, Uh, I would either test them or, you know, based off a recommendation, give them supplements. But ultimately, I didn't take care of myself. So I did that for 10 years. And I was helping a bunch of people and working a lot of hours and basically burning myself out and ended up getting pregnant. And uh, after getting pregnant, realized I cannot do this, be a mom and run this business, uh, and ended up closing my business, selling it, And, um, basically did that due to overwhelm after I did that fast forward from there, uh, I, uh, we were moving, we were moving three years after that. And while we were moving, I was under a lot of stress and woke up in the middle of the night with my very first panic attack. And at that time, I didn't know what it was. And if anyone has had panic attacks, you know, what it feels like, you know, it feels like you're dying, having a heart attack. (laughs) So uh, from that day on, it just went downhill. My husband worked out of town and he came home to a disabled wife. <laughs> He's like, what the heck happened? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't, I could barely walk. I couldn't drive. Um, and I just went downhill from there. So from there, I went and got, got a bunch of tests, went doctor to doctor, got labeled with Lyme disease chronic cystitis, depression, anxiety, food issues, chemical sensitivity, POTS, um, all of this just big old bucket of of labels. Um, But I didn't have any answers to resolving them. So based off of what I knew, I was like, I got this. I can figure this out. I'll take my supplements. I'll change my diet. I'll detox for this. I'll be back to normal in no time. And that really didn't happen. Um, I ended up just keeping on staying sick, some days obviously getting worse. So then I was like, okay, I I maybe can't do this myself. I'll go to other practitioners and being in the holistic world, going to another holistic practitioner, we don't really do a lot of things too differently. We just have maybe different remedies, but the protocols are the same. So I basically just got, you know, the same type of remedies from those um, practitioners. And that only took me so far. So I gave up on that and basically told myself, I need to figure this out on my own. And I've always been a go-getter. Even when I was sick, you know, I'd be feeling like I was dying, but I would be getting up. That was probably my, my biggest weakness is I wasn't patient enough. My husband would be like, just lay down, <laughs> take care of yourself. And I'm like, no, I got to do all this research. I got to figure this out. And then I got to help the world, you know, was never really took the time for me. And I think my illness was a, definitely a slap in the face of you need to sit your butt down and take care of you. And, um, So I, yeah, I ended up doing that, taking care of myself, figuring it out. And I didn't get to the work that I'm doing now until after I spent about $20,000 on a zapping machine and a biofeedback machine. And if anybody knows about these machines, you know, the zapping machine, I zapped myself every day with frequencies. I have scabs or scars on my wrist. (laughs) to prove it. And then the biofeedback machine really was just doing the job of instead of me picking out what supplements I needed, it was telling me that I needed to do this or do that. And I basically became obsessed with these machines of these machines being able to fix me. And I ran these things on me all the time, which ultimately you're not supposed to do, but I became obsessed with it. And so um, my husband kind of had a reality check with me and is like, you need to get rid of the machines. They're not helping you. And uh, your answer isn't here. It's in your head. And he always told me that. And you know, you want to slap somebody when you're sick, when they tell you it's all in your head. But if he would have said it was all in your subconscious, or you know, it's all emotional crap that you've had your entire life, maybe I would have been open to hearing that. But I was hearing, it's all in your head, you're making it up. So um, all right. So uh, yeah, I sold both of those things. And basically, I ended up doing a lot of searching and ran into don't ask me where learning about information about the subconscious mind and the emotional connections to physical imbalances. And I got on planes when I could barely even walk. (laughs) And I called the the ambulance when I was in a motel in the middle of uh, Tennessee thinking I was dying. I was having a a panic attack, but I was going to that class to learn (laughs) how to heal myself. And so, um, I was very desperate and i was just willing to do whatever i needed to do to learn about healing myself so i traveled and got knowledge also read a lot of books worked with coaches that are just like myself to help me dive into my subconscious mind my memories my traumas my emotions what's what stresses me my thought patterns that ultimately are connected to what happens in our bodies so Once I did that, now I'm not going to say it was easy because when you resolve those things, you sometimes feel worse before you feel better. But I knew that going into it and, um, it was short lived of being uncomfortable. Um, it it took me about six months to really get my health back. And now I'm living a great life, healthier than actually I've ever been (laughs) because I never took care of myself before. Um, and now I'm coaching people with chronic conditions using the knowledge and skills that I've gained in my own health journey. So, sorry if it was at all all long-winded, but I wanted to make sure that was (laughs) put all out there.
0: (laughs) Great, thank you for sharing that. You know, uh, you have so much in common with so many of us in the MS and autoimmune community, where we've always, you know, outwardly helped others, but not helped ourselves to the same extent. And Mm -hmm. like you being a learn it all, uh, you know, the the research Mm -hmm. really did also guide me in a very similar direction. So I'm thrilled to have you here today because we both really share this idea that it's we have what we need within us. We just need someone like you to help us work with that and find our answers. So let's go ahead and let's, let's learn more about your program here. What is it? How does it work? For whom does it work? And what are some, some reasons that someone might consider working with you?
1: Sure. Uh, so my program is called the Mind Body Rewire Program. And it basically is exactly what it says. We're using mind body work to rewire your brain. And when you rewire your brain, it sends a different response to your body. So like I said, I think before, um, that I work with those that have chronic conditions. So basically, that can be uh, that anything that a person has had longer than three months, so you have something that's longer that you've had longer than three months, it's chronic. Um and most of my students that come to me um, and my, and to me and my, and my coaches, because I, it's not just me that does the work. It's also my coaches. Um, they have anywhere between 10 to 30 symptoms. So it's oftentimes that if someone has one chronic issue, they're going to have others because it all feeds off of each other within the nervous system, within the subconscious mind. So it kind of creates a big old snowball. It really doesn't just have one. So I work with, whatever you have, as long as you know, it's been chronic, uh, I can help you, we can help you. So in the case of MS or autoimmune, um, Lyme disease, anxiety, panic attacks, all of it, there is a location in the brain for all the symptoms. So this is why we don't really limit ourselves, we can help anybody with whatever symptom they have. Um, So the program itself is designed to Teach you why? Why is your body doing what it's doing? Giving you the biological reason. There's science behind everything I do. I know. I know. Sometimes when I say subconscious, automatically it kind of makes us feel like this is going into the woo-woo world. But I, I'm telling you, I used to be in the woo-woo world, <laughs> and this is just more science-based, uh, and that's what I love about it. Um, not to say I'm against any of those type of things, but I'm saying that I love the science because there's not there's proof here. Within the brain, if you scanned your brain to see this is the spot in your brain that is connected to your MS or whatever you know condition that you have, so the science behind it is what I love. We don't do surface work. What we are doing is we are you know going into the nervous system, which is the subconscious mind, identifying all of these blocks, all of these patterns that are causing stress uh, that you are sending a stress response to your body for and then helping you resolve them. Again, the answer isn't outside of us, the answer is within us. And a lot of people, again, just don't know, well, how can it be inside of me when I've been told I need, it's this, it's that. Well, you know, a lot of our medical advice isn't getting down to the root of the issue. The root of the issue is within our own minds. And so I teach you how to do that. We teach you how to learn why it's doing what it's doing. And then ultimately, Identify what are these subconscious blocks? What are these subconscious uh, stressors? We're going to bring you back all the way back to childhood um, because that's where it really starts. Your patterns that you have today didn't start yesterday. Our brains are a wonderful machine, they're a wonderful computer. At least that's what I like to compare it to. And it's designed to be programmed. So every day, if we had to remember how to do everything, it would be exhausting. We wouldn't do anything. So we've been programmed literally since we've been up to the ages of 10 and everything you're doing now, everything you're experiencing now is based off of those programs. And we go back and we change those. So most people that come to me, this isn't going to be their first option because number one, they'll be like, yeah, right. I'm going to go do something else first. And that's okay. I get that because you're not ready for it yet. Uh, But most people come to me and I did this myself. I didn't do this as you heard from my story until the last option. My gut told me in the beginning, this is emotional. This is your crap from the past. But I was like, I'm going to put it off to the last minute as much as possible. So those that do come to me, you know, this is the last thing that they have to try to get well. And it's not really a surprise because most people wouldn't choose that as their first option. You know, most want to try those physical stuff. So I truly believe that the doctor, not the doctor, sorry, the teacher arrives when the student is ready. And so by this time, most people are ready to do the work because nothing has worked. And they're realizing that there is a mind connection to the physical things that they're experiencing. So my program encompasses all of that. Let's figure out what your subconscious blocks are, the, those stressors that are unconscious that you're not consciously aware of. And when you work on that, your body will receive a different message.
0: So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my, my personal experience has been very much aligned with what you shared. And once I started peeling back those layers and really looking within, I have found the answers. And uh, that's just mm-hmm. such a powerful gift that you're able to give. people. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Now moving on in terms of relieving or resolving the symptoms of chronic illness, can you share some ways that your program can complement an existing treatment plan? For example, those of us living with MS.
1: Sure. I mean this work can be done with with any type of protocol that someone is doing. And I should say there are some there are some ways that you know I explain to people that when we understand The two different phases in our body. We have a conflict phase and a healing phase. And I know I might be getting into some areas that might be a little bit difficult to understand. My podcast kind of explains all of this. But when we understand why our body isn't going into the healing phase, we also then know that there are some things that conflict conflict with it being able to do that. And in some cases, medication can get in the way of your body going into a healing phase, or supplements can, or detoxing can. So some protocols are not suitable to be doing with this, but we train people with that. We teach you that of what is ideal to be able to do this work. Um, so it doesn't mean you have to get off anything. It means let's, let's really look at the big picture here and what is cap- what's able to be done here in essence of what is being taken in. Um, so the work that I do um, addresses the biological reason for it. So in essence, my goal isn't to maintain your issue. My goal on my end is to help you resolve it. And with the biological work that we have, we can do that, but the work is what needs to be done in order for that to happen. So that is, that's where the hard work comes in. So regardless of what you've been told, whatever label you have, you know, you can heal from MS and you don't have to have it the rest of your life. You don't have to walk around with the label. And um, if I want to mention anything about the work that I do really specifically in connection to MS to kind of give a little piece to those that are listening. MS is related to the feeling of being stuck and powerless. And how do I know that? So MS is back to the muscles, right? It's back to the muscles of the body, the movement of the body. So whenever we have something show up in our bodies, we have to look at it a metaphoric representation. So if we can't move, it, it's like you feel stuck, you feel powerless, right? So when we look at it this way, like, oh, makes complete sense, right? Well, we would w- then address where in your life have you felt stuck before? You could feel now, which in the case of MS, probably very possible, or any other uh, chronic illness, or powerless. But before you had your symptoms show up, there had to be a conflict on some level that made you feel stuck or powerless, either physically or emotionally. And then in addition to that, when someone has this label of MS, we also look at the belief of I'm not good enough. It's, it's one that's basically in the category of self-devaluation. So these people, in this belief, about 85% of people are walking around with of I'm not good enough. So they either beat themselves up or you know, someone else's, or they always feel like the world is beating them up. Um, so that is a belief that also needs to be addressed. And looking at what is supporting that on a subconscious level to make you feel that way, which then manifests physically. So I'm able to, you know, make this biological connection to whatever symptom person, you know, a symptom that they have. That was just the example for MS, and my students can then focus directly on that root cause rather than just guessing. You know, it's it's not fun guessing. And it's a waste of money guessing. So let's actually get to the root of it. So that's what we're going to do. And that's what we do in the program. And I don't believe that you have to maintain it. I believe that if you do the work, you can resolve it.
0: Me too. So powerful. Now you have been doing this work for a while, but you have a newer podcast called simplify your healing. Can you tell us a bit about this podcast?
1: Yeah, the podcast came about, it was a dream of mine that I set probably, I don't know, it was about six months ago. Um, I'm a talker. I love to teach. Um, and so I thought, I, I need a way to educate, you know, these little posts that I do on social media that are about, you know, three, four paragraphs long, is just not enough. <laughs> I really need to get out the material to help people gain knowledge and understanding of what what is really happening here. So I also felt like there were so many people that were overwhelmed and frustrated with trying to find answers and just in general healing. And that included myself. And I wish I would have been able to have a resource of like what I have to help me understand why my body is doing what it's doing. So this podcast offers a place where I basically, you know, share my knowledge, the tools and the healing stories to inspire others that have chronic illness that they can heal too, but also simplify healing, take away all this other stuff that we think we need to heal and just come back to ourselves which is where the answer is and keep it simple because it doesn't have to be complicated. So my main source of education is the podcast. And I love sharing new information with my audience every single week. I always, when I talk to somebody, I'll be having a conversation, be like, Oh, that's another, that's another topic right there. I've, you know, my topic list is so long. (laughs) So um, it's a great uh, place for me to just yap. And also at the same time, be able to educate and share my, my stories and my education. So I did want to mention, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. And I'll be giving that link to Katie to put on the notes as well.
0: Great. Thank you. i um, curious if you could share an example or two of some real success stories.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot of them. I am an example of this work working, but obviously um, I wanted to share with um, other students that have had the results. So I'm going to share with you two uh, students that were previous students in the program that were, when I say they were the worst, it's not that they were bad. It was they came in with the longest list of um, labels and the amount of prescriptions that they were on and left being free of these. So, Michelle is one of them. And Michelle came to me um, about, I I think it's about two years ago already. And um, she came in with being on 24 medications, had a list of 25 different symptoms. She had mast cell, she had autoimmune. um, She suffered from gastrointestinal issues, um, uncontrollable muscle spasms, twitching, anaphylaxis, uh, air hunger, food intolerances, uh, panic attacks, PTSD, just so many things, um, and took the program. And for in the case of Michelle, I love seeing the transformation with students. It sometimes it's not until like the the fifth month in the program that the light bulb turns on, and they're like, oh this is all within me, you know, they're doing the work, but it's like, it's not like really, they're really not feeling it. And with Michelle is like for her, it was fifth month. And I just saw her just completely transform. And by the time she left, she was a completely different woman. And she is now one of our coaches for the Mind Body Rewire program. And what better of a person to help other people uh, through this program than someone else that has done it themselves. So she's a great example of if you do the work, you can get better. And um, the other person, Sam, Sam is also one of the ones that had the long, she's the one that has absolutely the longest. I think she had uh, over 30 plus symptoms. She was born with a lot of issues. So some of the things that she was born with, there were some areas that we couldn't touch on there, but the things that she wasn't born with, um, she had chronic Lyme, she had POTS, autoimmune, Hashimoto's, uh, seizures, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. She was down to nine foods when we first started and um, was basically in fight or flight uh, 24 seven bedridden, uh, was going to the ER every day or every week um, having seizures. And I think it was within two, maybe three weeks, she was eating anything and everything. Um, In fact, she got so excited. She ate an entire bag of M&M's and then came on the group call and was like, I have to confess, I, I overdid it. I thought I missed M&M's and I really didn't. They now, this entire bag has made me really, really sick. But the good thing is, I mean, she didn't have a reaction besides a bellyache to it. Uh, she gained, you know, 10 pounds in a matter of a couple of weeks because she was down to barely anything with the amount of foods that she was eating. So um, she too has been a true example of if you do the work and it is, it's really about doing the work. The program works the protocol that we have, but it's the, the, the tools aren't what does it. It's where the person says, this is about me taking personal responsibility for making the changes. And we help you take that personal responsibility and move through the, the fears of taking that personal responsibility, move through the, the resistance that might come up because your subconscious goes, oh crap, <laughs> we, we have to, we're changing, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. So I always tell everybody, if you're willing to be uncomfortable, then you're willing to heal. If you're not willing to be uncomfortable, healing isn't going to be the. I mean, it's it's not going to happen because you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. So, she is now living a healthy life too. Uh, she's also a coach for the Mind Body Rewire program. So they were the worst of everybody that's come in as far as their conditions, and have now um, giving back as far as being coaches now in the program
0: so powerful and and i think that there's no one better positioned to help others than those of us who have found a way to make that trans that transformation uh, In ourselves. So I think that your program Mm -hmm. is beautiful on all levels. I got chills just hearing you talk about these success stories. And I just have 100% faith that anyone who is really struggling and doesn't know where to turn, but is ready to do this sort of work would benefit from your program. So Jenny, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about yet that you want to share with listeners?
1: No, I think we've covered the basics, you know, there, of course, I'm a talker, there's so much more to share, as far as learning about the body and learning about these subconscious programs, but that's where I'm going to say, you know, go to my podcast, um, listen to all of that information so that you can get a solid foundation of understanding, because obviously, I could be here for hours, but I think we've covered the very basics and um, helping people to kind of have a, I have a new perspective on how to address whatever issue that they have.
0: That's great. And then if they listen to the podcast, I'm certain that it shares how they can get in touch with you. And uh, years ago, actually, when we first met, we had a phone call. uh, And is that something you still offer for people?
1: Yeah. So when you listen to the podcast, it depends on what, you know, what podcast you listen to, but we have resources uh, obviously to um, apply and work with me or my coaches in the Mind Body Rewire program. Uh, we also have links to being on instagram and following me there and then also um, we have a healing lab it's called the healing lab and it is it is for someone that is wanting to do more of do it yourself and it's a good place to start so oftentimes i recommend you know schedule a discovery call with me and so that we can have a discussion about the program if the program isn't right for you right now then go into the healing lab get something get started with something instead of doing nothing and the healing lab is kind of that place where um we give you basically i give you all the tools that are basically in the program but it's a do it yourself so we know that do it yourself can really only take you so far some people can 100 percent do that but I, i will say that your own blocks that you don't see you won't be able to see by yourself that's the advantage of working with a coach and ultimately when you hit those blocks or even identify them, your subconscious is going to want to run. So you're going to want to have a coach to hold your hand and say, come on, come with me. And it's okay. (laughs) So the coaching has definitely got its advantages. And I highly recommend if you want to have long-term results and not take forever to try and figure this out, to do more of the the program, the mind body rewire. So that's all accessible um, in links in the podcast too.
0: Great. So powerful. Thank you again, Jenny, for being here today. And I look forward to working with you more in the future.
1: Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It was so fun.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to health coach Jenny Peterson share about her personal story and her mind body rewire coaching program. As a reminder, you can find her on her website, themindbodyrewire.com or on our podcast, Simplify Your Healing with Jenny Peterson. My hope is that after listening to this episode, we all, one, understand the importance and tremendous power of the mind-body relationship as an avenue for symptom management, symptom reduction, and healing. Two, that we know we have a resource in Jenny as someone that can help us learn to rewire our brain for optimal healing. And three, that we leave this episode taking with us the magic of the sloth. May we find beauty in slowing down. May we carefully plan for what we want, since we know that failing to plan is planning to fail. May we make choices every day that help us thrive, like the sloth does. Plenty of sleep, meditation, plant-based foods, and deliberate choices that lean into and capitalize on the unique strengths each of us possesses. There is a Flock Meeting this Saturday, April 3rd. At the Flock Meeting, we'll discuss this episode and other episodes from earlier this month and just spend some virtual time together supporting one another as we all strive to live well with MS. If you're not yet a Flock Member but would like to be, join us. We meet via Zoom the first Saturday of each month and sometimes when a special podcast guest is able to meet with us. You can learn more and join us by visiting www.patreon.com msflock. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with questions, comments, future podcast topics or guest ideas via email to mymsflock at gmail.com. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be well.